Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone! I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in on your favorite streaming platform. I very much appreciate it. I have a great show lined up for you guys. My guest recently released her debut single entitled Sass. She's an awesome Neon Cowgirl from Las Vegas. She is a Sienna. Before I bring Sienna on for a great conversation, I'm going to feature her debut single sass for you guys it's awesome got some country and rock elements in there it is a really awesome song i hope you guys enjoy but please check out stream support give a like to sienna i'm gonna bring her on momentarily but right now here is her debut single sass check it out Cowgirl TLC and some honky tonk company. Cause you know it's gonna be late. Pre-game starts at eight. But we can make them wait. And we'll tell them it's your birthday. Well, if you ain't first, you could go last. Just tell me how you like that sass. Dancing on the bar tonight. Swinging from the neon lights. Drinks are going down just right. Seeing you like what you see Living like we got no past Tonight we're gonna make it last Morning's gonna come too fast Just tell me how you like that Sass You're looking like trouble to me Boy, you better bring the heat Cause if I like
great guest with me at this time she's a super cool neon cowgirl from las vegas nevada who recently released her debut single entitled sass please welcome sienna thank you matthew so much i'm happy to be here <laughs> of course thank you so much i uh i checked out the new single i very much enjoy it we will be talking about that coming up just a little bit i did want to talk about so for you uh how did you get started as a musician Oh, goodness. I've been singing country music, listen, watching CMT, um, Countdown on TV, started to play guitar. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've lived in country music my whole life, really. Um, I started taking it serious. Well, I'll take I started taking vocal lessons at eight around there. And um, I started singing with by myself with a girl group I was in. My mom decided to put me in guitar and piano lessons. I could play a little piano. I'm more advanced in the guitar. But I'll say I just grew up riding in the truck with my mom and playing the country music radio stations and singing along, really, and I loved it. That, that, that's really awesome, especially, uh, you know, to get started at a younger age, especially, um, you know, obviously uh, in the truck with your mom, listening to music. I think that is, that is really cool, and um, I think that that's really awesome. Thank you. It's, it was just the way we lived. <laughs> <laughs> but now, uh, so for you, um, who were some of your influences? Is there any particular musician that like stuck out uh, to you while you were like listening to music or um, any kind of thing like that? Yeah, sure. I would say I definitely grew up listening to Martina McBride, Trisha Yearwood, Faith Hill, Shania Twain. Uh, those are my top influences I listened to growing up and even now some. Um but as of now, I really love Miranda Lambert, her songwriting and the way that she has the ability to really just tell a story. She has such a storytelling voice, in my opinion, and I, you know, look up to her as a big influence. Her and I, you know, share a country background. Also, Karen Underwood, massive voice, massive performer. And I also love Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac. I really admire their songwriting style as well. This is, they take you on this dream and this experience, you know, and John Mayer, I love the way he writes, very metaphoric. I get influence from him as well. So yeah, a little mix of everything. <laughs> no, right on. That's, that's how it should be to build yeah. your own, um, you know, style and sound and music. You, you mm -hmm. know, obviously there's many different influences with men with different styles for each influence, but that's really awesome. You listed some very uh, high caliber, very talented musicians, but definitely um, very big like songwriters as well. Not just musicians, but very right. great songwriters. I want to I want to listen and get influence from people who I want to aspire and be sort of like take bits and pieces, but also be true to myself and how I would say it and how I would sing it or how I would orchestrate it. You know, so gotta live how you do. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I, I like that for sure. So. 
I, I did want to talk about obviously. So your debut single "Sass" currently out on all the streaming platforms. Uh, so for you, like, how was it writing and recording the debut single? It kind of came pretty easy, to be honest. My great friend, co-writer and producer Don Meggs, great, great guy, and we went into this. I went to his studio that day, and he had shown me earlier. Um, before I got there, he had made a little voice memo of something that he thought would be cool for us that day. And of course, we just get to talking and chatting. And he said to me, you know, there's that saying, tell me how you like that ass. But what if it's tell me how you like that sass? And I said, honestly, that's pretty catchy. And it's a little twist. And it's more age appropriate for like the young girls or young boys. And it would be fun even for all ages. Tell me how I like that sass. It's fun to be sassy. Why not? So we basically wrote the song in 30 to 40 minutes. Um, he and I, he played the guitar demo while I was singing my rough vocal demo. We could see each other in the studio in different um, sets. And we did that once or twice or so. And a few weeks later, we went in. Um, he had the track redone professionally. And then I went in to redo my vocal. And that, that was it. It just came like that. It was fun to do, really. Well, that's really cool. It sounded like you know, obviously came together very quickly. But um, but it, it was, to me, listening to it, uh, I very much enjoy it. It's got, like, uh, you know, a little bit of rock influence in there as well. Like, it's, yeah. a, it, it's very um, uh, uh, upbeat, very, very quick. Uh, but it's also, it's very cool. It's very fun uh, listening to it as well. Thank you. I wanted to bring, like, encouragement, empowerment, confidence, and all around a good time. I always say I haven't really heard of a really cool Girls Night Out song lately. So I, after we wrote Sass, I was like, well, well I guess we just wrote one. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, for sure. Uh, and uh, definitely, it, 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 again, it's really cool to listen to. Uh, so was that like um, a quick, like, uh, you know, turnaround for like writing the song uh, to like producing and all that? Was that very quick for you? I will say we wrote the song, like I said, in 30 to 40 minutes. And then about a, a month later, m m about a month or so, um, after I got my vocal done and we got the whole band in the studio to lay everything down, Don, he produced it and did his mixing. And then the song has to go off to a mixing engineer where it's officially like printed and done and mastered, you know? So... That took a while just because I had some other songs being mastered as well. <laughs> so um, it, it's, a, it's a process, but honestly, it went fairly quick in my opinion. It, sometimes it could take longer. Sometimes it can just be really quick if you're doing one. But since I was doing a little project for everyone, it's coming up soon. Um, it did take just a few months. So it wasn't that bad. <laughs> right on. Uh, well, since you did mention it, so um, can you give any hints about uh, the project that you're working on? Well, there might be a music video for Sass coming up soon. Very nice. I definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely look forward to that. It's going to be a fun one. And, of course, always new music. I want to keep creating new music and putting stuff out that I'm passionate about. And, you know, I think as a songwriter, it's always important to be evolving and learning. And, you know, sometimes if you have, if you have setbacks, or we call it writer's block sometimes, um, it's okay. You learn from it and you just keep moving on. Even if you just write a lame song, that's still a song you created and you wrote. So that's a good thing. But um, I really love, like I was saying, Marina Lambert, the way she writes her songs with her writers and even Fleetwood Mac. Everything is 
kind of metaphoric and dreamy and it takes you on this story. And even if I'm saying it about myself or someone else or something that I saw, um, I think it's very important to correct, write and curate the lyrics in a way that takes you on this journey and kind of captures you. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, for, for sure. Definitely. And um, I think that's, what's really cool about Sass that it, you know, it tells a story that, you know, obviously there's a story throughout the whole song as well. That's why I'm definitely looking forward to the music video. Cause <laughs> yeah, at least the is, yeah, the, the song itself is very fun. So now to put like visual uh, art to that as well, I think it's going to turn out really well. I think so too. Thank you. <laughs> so for you, since as you said, you're, you're a songwriter. So like, What's like your uh, writing process? Like, how do you build a song? It's different for any, everyone and anyone really. For me, it kind of not necessarily. If I go into a write, I'll have an idea or like a humming melody or like a lyric of something and I'll want to write on that. And then whoever I'm writing with, you know, we bounce ideas off each other. Um, and for me, it usually is the lyrics first. Uh, and then, you know, as you're writing the lyrics, you might have your guitar or your co-writers and they might be shooting off ideas at each other. So um, for it's always been the lyrics most for me. And like I said, as you're doing that, you just play like a little chord here or there. But that's how it mainly goes. And then just do a rough demo on your phone or in the studio right quick with a guitar or, so, or whatnot. So that's how it usually happens for, for me, at least. <laughs> No, right on. Yeah, I'm always curious, like uh, for you know, for different songwriters, you know, what they what they start with, what they gravitate towards first. Right. But I usually, it's either music or lyrics first. It's usually what happens, or some sometimes I, there's some people who start with very outside the box stuff. So it's always curious, at least mm -hmm. for me, how people start. Right. I will say I was working on an original a few months ago, and there was this guitar loop that Don, my co-writer and producer, had actually put, he, he played it and put in this other song we were working on. And for just genre purposes, we had to take it out because it was a slightly too pop, but I loved it so much. So I'm gonna have to ask him if we can use that loop or <laughs> that playing and that in another song and then start on that. So you never know, the music or lyrics comes first. Yeah, exactly. It just honestly, it's art, and there's really no, uh, you know, correct way to start something. There's no incorrect way to start something. As long as you're inspired to do something, that's what art and music is. Absolutely, make it colorful. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, so, for you, uh, is there like uh, any uh, musicians um, that you want to collaborate with on a song? Absolutely. Um, I would love Randall Lambert or Stevie Nicks. Obviously, big influences in my life. I also am a big fan of Keith Urban. My mom, is, she was the biggest fan of him. And then, you know, growing up, listening to him uh, with her play him in the, in the truck, I, he is music. He, the way he plays, the way he feels what he's playing, the way he performs, that would be iconic. And also another artist I look up to a lot is Riley Green. Um, he's very outdoors and he sings about what he does. I find that similar to myself because I sing about, you know, my hunting or my fishing or being with my horse or I have a side job. I do welding sometimes. So um, I think anyone who sings about what they really do in their true lifestyle is someone that is true and that I would be open to collaborating with. But mainly, I would say Miranda Lambert and Stevie Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> but that that would be incredible. I, I do hope that happens for you. I, <laughs> I, I did. Uh, you know, Keith Urban, like he's he's very like emotional and passionate. Um, like either it, you know through song or seeing him live, like you just tell like like he is music. Like he lives for music. 
he he really is. He's actually friends with my friend Don Mig. So maybe I'll have to pull some strings there. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I, I do hope that happens as well because I know uh, you guys working together. That would be that would be so cool. I, I bet the song would be amazing too. Maybe one day. That's hey, that's right. I know. Obviously, you're just starting out with obviously your debut single, Sass, but. I know you got a lot ahead of you, and I definitely I look forward to seeing like where you, where you progress from here. Thank you, and I think I am too. Like I said, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. You know how to really write a song, how to really make the chords match, how to I'm I'm a good performer, but how to even get better, or how to you know interact with my fans more, what they like on social media. You, I mean, this is such a tough business, and there's not really a true roadmap. I mean. You know, some people blow up more than others or there's a late start here. You know, someone put a single out and boom, it was huge. So I think as long as you are being true to your craft and yourself and following your dream and being good to others, you know, there there's good karma to come from that. I 100% agree, definitely. And, it, you know, there is no roadmap for, you know, anything like entertainment based, <laughs> like, you know, music or like podcasting, like. I still feel like I'm figuring out stuff. It's been three years. Are we so, all? <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Are we all? But um, you know, it, it is just you know, there's a lot of luck to it. You know, obviously there's skill involved, but there there's also a good portion of luck. And obviously with social media, it's very, you know, like you know, why does this person you know get you know why does this person get more engagement compared to this? Stuff? It just there there is so much that goes on with it that there there's quite a bit of luck involved as well. Yes. So, but I, I did want to talk about since you did um, you did mention you have you have a few uh, cool hobbies outside of music uh, that I, I did want to talk about. So, can you elaborate on uh, what are some of your cool hobbies you do outside of it? Okay, well, there's a couple. <laughs> I do like to hunt. I do like to fish. Um, just being outdoors, really. I grew up really on a horse. Um, my mom, she when she was younger, she grew up. Uh, breeding, training, and selling horses. Um, back when she, my mom was younger and I was also younger, we would breed some of our brood mares and help, you know, actually birth the babies. It's a beautiful thing to do, really. And you raise them, train them, you break them. You might have a few scratches or bruises from it, but you learn <laughs> getting kicked off or bucked. You know, young horses, they're not trustworthy. So you got to really learn your craft on that. And I, have to even learn more still you never stop learning anything in life and so I also um, as a side hobby back in Las Vegas I had a welding business making horseshoe art so I can make horseshoe trivets for like hot plates candles I made a horseshoe wine rack a paper towel holder a cross and it was funny because I actually gave this young colt that's a young male horse to my roping partner because we team rope together and um, I was driving, I was taking this horse over to his house and his dad was stick welding on this 18 wheeler. And I asked him, I said, is that hard? And he said, no, do you want to try it? And I said, sure. And I just put the welding cap on the gloves and I tried to stick weld. It wasn't very easy. It's kind of hard to get the spark going at first. <laughs> but um, after that, uh, we went on a trail ride to break this young horse in and then we come back and I asked his dad, I said, what else could I make like with welding? I mean, I'm sure I can make something. And then the horseshoe business kind of came up, but I haven't done it too much here in Nashville. I'm still looking for a studio to work out of, but uh, it's just a fun little hobby for me to do. <laughs> 
It definitely sounds like I've, uh, this is going back a few years. I, I tried, I, I welded a little bit because um, my, my one friend, he needed help making like, I don't know if you know, like those, like those wine tree bottles where you like, you put like yes, the wine. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, so he's like, Hey, you want to try welding? And I'm like, sure, I'll try it. Um, I wasn't very good at it. I, I had too much of like the stick out. So like it kept trying to fuse to the, yeah. so I haven't tried it since and he's been very busy. So I haven't been able to learn from him. Right. So I do hope to, cause I, I always think it's cool. I, I guess anything with sparks and metal, I guess is cool too. So that's, Honestly, that's why I like doing outlet that for me to be honest. And um, yeah. And I have, with my horse, I have her out here in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, so she's not very far from me, um, just about 30 minutes. But I like just going out there and riding in the back 40 and being in an open field, and we have a little creek in there. So, yeah, those are my hobbies, just horses, my, my music, um, team roping, and welding, really, and just having fun with friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like all that. Sounds uh, really cool and definitely like um, you know, especially being out in nature and stuff, very mm -hmm. relaxing. Because obviously, I know life can get mm -hmm. stressful at times. So having a nice outlet uh, to do stuff that uh, stress relieving is definitely yeah. very important. Absolutely, stay grounded. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, for sure. So, uh, uh, it's I forgot where I was going with my notes, but that's okay. Uh, so for you, so I, I have a new question I incorporate. I try to incorporate every different season to use some different questions throughout. So uh, for you, uh, if you recorded what you considered to be the most perfect song, but it was never released, would you be content knowing you recorded it or would you want it released? I, I would want it released if I thought it was the most perfect song because it was something I believe in and something that I love. Uh, you know, I want other people to hear it as well. Um, and that that's part of the process. You, I might think it's the most perfect song in the whole entire world, but some people might not. And some people may think it's half good. Some people might think it's great. Um, that's what I was saying earlier. I think it's important to, one, know your audience and what they want to hear you say, but also um, put what you want out in and I, I relate those two. It's like, okay, people like me to, to hear me sing about this or like to hear me write about that. Okay, so if I take those aspects and my own artistry, how can you connect the two? And that's what people really want to see, the true um, way you think and how you want to say something or how you sing it or even what I wear, you know? So, yes, moral story, yes, I'd put it out because it was me and I believe in it. <laughs> No, I really like that answer, and that's usually, uh, you know, anyone who I do, do ask, they, they, that is what they usually say. Mm -hmm. uh, the main reason I kind of ask is, um, obviously, because as you said, that is part of the process of, obviously, you record the music, but also to release the music to get feedback on it. Could be positive, could be negative, could be a building and learning experience. It really depends. But uh, to get other, you know, outside people, uh, different people to listen to it, I think it's very important because that's how you grow as a musician. Right. And everyone makes mistakes. Uh, you know, some people, they put a song out that didn't get as much traction. But going back on earlier, what I said as well, I think it's very important to learn from your from good things that you did or some of your mistakes. And just always don't take anything too personal because this is business is cutthroat in the world. Some of the world is not very nice. So you just have to really keep positive. As long as you know you're doing the best you can and treat people the way you want to be treated and put music out there that you believe in, I 
like I said, I think I think it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But also, um, and this is kind of what I was talking to a friend a few days ago about this. It's you know you have to kind of pick and choose who you listen to. Obviously, if there's right. someone just online just being you know being mean for no reason, then you know that's not the person to listen to. You ignore mm-hmm. that. But if it's like you know obviously trusted friend, colleague, peer, then that's like the people you want the feedback from. You know, obviously the internet is important. I'm not saying it right. isn't, but uh, it kind of depends like who you're listening to as well. I, honestly, there's going to be a lot of negative feedback, uh, you know, positive. And I think it's important to listen to not all of it. You know, if people are just being bullies, you know, just in, it doesn't even go in one ear, really. I, I know me. So, um, but if someone were to comment on a song, oh, that'd be cool. You know, I, I like this, but she should have done that. You know, I might take that into consideration, even if it was a 10 year old, you know, you never know what um, ideas can spark from others or what you can create on your own. I really like how you were. That was really, that's really good. Um, yeah, there's no, there's so much feedback and stuff. You know, obviously it's you know the, the nice thing about the internet, but also the not so nice part of the internet is just that everyone has like access to say stuff. So yeah. it just really depends, and it depends like how they approach you as well. I think. Yeah. So and people say that a lot of that is jealousy or they're just insecure, and that doesn't reflect on who I am or what I'm singing about. It's just some people may need a little help in their life to <laughs> say, thank you for the, thank you for the comment. Have a blessed day. <laughs> and that's a good way to approach it. And I know like, that's what I try to do as well. Like I don't try to uh, uh, fight anger with anger. I try, you know, obviously just be nice to them. You know, obviously they could yeah. be just having a rough day and just trying to, I don't know, you know, whatever they're trying to do, but uh, we don't know the position they're in. So it's just, yeah, there's no point in being you know, <laughs> just building and, uh, you know, elaborating on it. But no, uh, so for for you as as I'm starting to wrap up this interview, so like, what are what's like the plan? Like, how are you going to close out uh, 2022, and what's like next year 2023 looking like for you? Oh my goodness, you know, there's so many things you want to do or you're eager to put out before the uh, the year ends. But I've been very patient with my craft and my management and my music, and I think that's very important. You know, sometimes I do want to rush a few things or I don't want to do something. And, you know, my manager or our consultants come to us and say, you know, I think we need to approach the situation and do this or do that. It's up to you. But, you know, this is my advice. And then we work together. But what's coming up for me is, like I said, uh, maybe a music video for SAS coming up soon. (laughs) And I don't think anything exactly new new is coming out this year um we're just really creating some more content you know going to be in the studio a lot over the holiday season and next year i will of course be putting out new music and you know doing more interviews radio interviews podcasts shows and i love to perform live in front of people so i would say a music video for SAS that's been out of the bag for a while now <laughs> and new music in first quarter of next year and just you know putting myself in opportunities where I can spread the word about my music and of course play live and I'll have a updated show schedule on my website very shortly the next first quarter of 2023. <laughs> Right on. I definitely I look forward to uh, you know what next year holds for you. But you said there's something very important. I think I did want to touch on real quick is that um, it is it is a lot about timing, especially mm-hmm. like music and you know anything kind of entertainment based that you can't like rush everything to put it out because then you don't you have less stuff right. later to put out. You kind of have to spread it out, get the hype up for you know whatever the announcements and you know whatever is new that is coming. So 
timing and a lot of things is definitely very important. I, I would say so. And like I said, I wanted to, you know, put some song. I wanted to put a song out a week. Excuse me. I wanted to put Sass out a week before it actually dropped, but there was just some stuff going on. And so we said, no, we have to wait a week. And it, it worked out just fine. So, oh, Lord's timing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But I uh, I look forward to uh, everything that's coming up. Definitely look forward to the new music video for Sass. I think it's yes. going to be really cool and very fun. So uh, if anyone's interested, uh, where can they find uh, you online? Well, I want to add something else. I'm also creating some Sienna merch. So that'll be on the website, nice. but um, on my social media, my Instagram is Sienna, S-I-E-N-A, music, Instagram, Sienna music. My TikTok is my first and last name, actually, Sienna, S-I-E-N-A-P-A-G-L-I-A. -A -A. There's a lot of cool behind the scenes of me and Gracie or me welding or me just having fun. And um, I think my website is also my full name s-i-e-n-a-p-a-g-l-i-a sienapaglia.com right on i'm going to drop those links in the description as well so everybody cool. please check out uh the description for all the links to yeah. everything everything uh sienna but i had a really great time chatting with you thank you so much thank you so much matthew one thing i like to say at the end of my interviews is treat people the way you want to be treated and be true to yourself <laughs> and stay <I>, sassy <laughs> yes I 100% agree with all of that but uh, as I said links are in the description please check out the debut single entitled Sass out right now all the platforms remember to stay sassy but for Sienna I'm your host as always Matthew Thomas thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio and remember stay frosty and stay sassy yes <laughs> <laughs>